on trouble. <laughs> Don't start now, I'm on B9. Mm-hmm. What you up, Kevin? Cal- <laughs> so I'm good. Welcome to Faith, Fun, and Motivation. As you know, I'm your boy, Ladies Love Calvin. We got our Miss Erica Hill, also known as Motivational Stella, and our boy, yep. Pastor Ray. And today we will be talking about work-life balance. Um, I know I took the lead on the last couple of them, so um, we ain't stuck what Pastor Ray doing right now. So we gonna let these two take the lead on this podcast and let them flow like how they wanna flow. So Erica and Pastor Ray, the floor is yours. Welcome to the Faith, Fun, and Motivation Podcast where we desire to bring hope through faith while healing through fun and living, laughing, and loving daily and inspiration through holistically motivating our listeners to love themselves and others to the glory of God. Thanks for tuning in. Pastor Ray, I thought you was an avid uh, Dallas Cowboy fan. What's going on? You couldn't even wear a chief shirt to support Um, them. What's going on with that? well, I, I would have worn one, Cal, but you know what, Cal? Didn't she say if they won, she's going to send me a shirt? But I guess they didn't win, huh? Did they? They, they didn't win, did they? But this team won. Technically, them. they did. <laughs> uh, but you, that's all right. That's all right. You're right. I'm a Cowboys fan, but uh, I do rep the Rams. And it's not because I'm from St. Louis that I rep the Rams. I rep the Rams because when I was in St. Louis, I got to be the chaplain for the St. Louis Rams for the last two years. So I have a few things that are of the Rams nation um, because I I worked for or worked with the organization for a couple of years. So Dallas Cowboys are always my squad. But Mm -hmm. hey, you know, this is stuff that I had back when I used to work with them. So, you know, I, I, I thought it was only appropriate to show up tonight and today with uh, my Rams stuff, since they're going to be in the Super Bowl, you know, next weekend, y'all going to be watching the Rams in the Super Bowl. So, uh, Miss Cookie, Cookie, if you out there listening to this, Miss Cookie, try to come for me now. What, what, what you going to say now? I can't hear you, Cookie. Oh, okay. I, I, don't, I don't think she's on this podcast. So, oh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll wait for, you know her to chime in when she gets a chance you know our topic today is is work-life balance (laughs) we all I think suffer from a little bit of time management issues not having enough time in the day um work overloading us family uh feeling neglected or you're not spending enough time with your family I know, Pastor Ray, you've got to be one of the ones that actually is required to t- take work home. <laughs> I know they say to leave work at work and leave your home life at home. But, you know, speak to that, Pastor Ray. Yeah, um, so I've been a full-time pastor now for I think it's been a little over a decade, probably 12 or 13 years I've been full-time. 
been a pastor for 20 years, but full-time the last 12 or 13. And so when I used to work in the medical field, the blessing was that I worked Monday through Friday. And when I clocked out, you never brought any work home about physical therapy or any of that stuff. You didn't have to do any of that. I mean, the work was over with. Your patients hopefully were at home doing their home exercise programs. But in ministry, people, you know, people really give, they, they try to say that the only thing pastors do is preach on Sunday. And you know what? If that was true, more people would want to be a pastor. But the reality is we do far more than that. So for me, uh, I've had to learn the hard way about drawing some boundaries. Like today, Monday, oh, not today, but on Monday, Monday is my day of rest. And so I don't go near the church. I don't talk to people that I work with at the church. Um, I don't check emails, all that. On Monday, it is, I call it my date with dad. And so um, I spend that time, you know, resting, reading, watching TV, exercising, doing some things to keep my mental health and physical health in check. Um, because if I don't, you see a lot of pastors that will, you know, say I'm, I'm done, I'm burnt out. And for me, that's been a struggle, not me burning out, but hearing people say that they've burnt out. Because if you're doing exactly what you're designed to do, then I don't see why you would be burnt out. You don't see apple trees or orange trees burning out because they do what they're supposed to do. And in the seasons, so catch this one, in the seasons that they're not supposed to produce fruit, they're not producing fruit. They don't work two jobs. They don't work two jobs. And, and we're not we're not created to run 24-7, 365. Right. Right. The word doesn't the word doesn't demand that from us, but the world does ask you to do that. Yeah. So unfortunately, we celebrate, we celebrate far too too often our busyness. Mm -hmm. And it's to our demise. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I learned a long time ago that Americans um, overwork themselves. Yep. Like people that are in, you know, Europe, uh, all those foreign overseas countries, they really, and, you know, even the government promotes a healthy work-life balance. They give uh, maternity leave up to a year for mothers and even some quite some extensive time for those fathers. Four, they, to, six. They, Four to six months. Yep, yep. They, they value vacation time in that when they go on vacation, they go on vacation. They believe in having that time, that quality time to leave work at work and enjoy home life, enjoy family, enjoy those leisure activities. And we as Americans, we work ourselves to the grave. I've seen, you know, a lot of that with, I, I love my teachers, um, teachers hesitant to retire at a certain time just because they've been doing it for so long they don't know what they would do next 
and or they fear who's you know their babies who's going to take care of their kids that kind of thing and so you have a lot of them working literally up until they pass and that's in a lot of professions that's in a lot of professions they work themselves to their sick to their ill and they don't take the time off they don't take time to enjoy life when they're happy, uh, time to enjoy life when they can and not because they're forced to. And I, and I hate that for our civilization. I hate that we can't see to um, say enough is enough. I, I, I've had enough. I, I, I want to retire. I want to do something different. I've done this for 30 plus years. I'm, I'm this age and I can retire. Let me go ahead and retire so I can enjoy the rest of the life I have. Maybe give back to the community. Maybe, you know, volunteer my time more. You can mm -hmm. come back and be a, a room mother or parent, something that's less stressful on your life. Yeah. You know, I, I want to hear something from Calvin because Calvin manages people. Um, you know, he has a staff that he has to run and they have a very involved type of business that they do where, I mean, literally there have been times we've been on this podcast that Calvin had to go because of work. So right. Calvin, how do you balance work life? And then how do you manage that for your staff? How do you make sure they get, they take time off or do you demand that they have off X amount of days, or how do you do that? Yeah, nothing about their feelings. You come to work when I tell you to, or you fired. It's simple as pie. They have off days, right? If I feel like it. You have blank. off days. <laughs> point blank. What about you? Now, do you take off days? Say so what now? What about you? Do you take days off? When I feel like, but I'm the boss. I can do that. I can do that. No, but all seriousness, I think a lot of it, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. But we talked about how, um, I don't know if it was this season or last season, and we talked about how we never, um, for us as a people, talk about money, money management. So that has a lot to do with it. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, you know, Set this a time for work, set this time for the kids and the family, set this time for whatever. But them bills ain't stopping, cuz. And mm -hmm. so for me, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, it, it, it's easy to take time off and relax and care about you when you know everything is taken care of. Right. But it's a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck that. I wish I could make it to little Johnny, a little Pookie baseball game, but I got work. Right. And so for me, I always felt like now that I'm grown, for me, I had that stability of you know having parents talk to me about the whole financial um, setup and how it will affect me when I become an adult. But we are never taught that. Mm -hmm. So by the time we actually do get grown, there are so many Americans that live paycheck to paycheck like she said, teachers who can't stop working. Cause you know, I, I, I mean, how many people can honestly say that when you were a kid coming up in high school 
or a young adult, we talked about um, retirement. Yeah. You know, it, it, it never was. So how can I retire when all of my 20s, the majority of my 30s, I'm out here, you know, living my best life. Then all of a sudden <laughs> you do get 60, your credit is still three, 400. So these folks, I mean, it's hard for these people to do work life and try to balance all this stuff. And you can live your best life, you know, and not worrying about your credit score and all this stuff in your, you know, your early years. And then you get older, you live in paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's hard to come and balance all that stuff when you were balancing it back then. There's a saying my dad always taught me. You, you can either pay now and play later, or you can play now and pay later. And so a lot of Americans, I feel like, do that. But now you all of a sudden, you agree to, and no offense to greeters at Walmart, but you become one of those people that have to work wishing that you was at the house for one reason or another. Right. You know, you know um, um, I kind of feel like when the boys were younger, I didn't, I didn't have a choice but to choose home. I went to work and I would come home and, and I didn't necessarily do a lot of things because I, I was the only one that they had that was there majority of the time. And so, you know, it was everything for me to get off work a nine to five job so that I can get off and be home when they got home, um, make sure they did homework, cook dinner, you know, some playtime, do baths and go to bed. And that was literally the routine. When I remember when I decided that I needed to go back to school because I, I wanted to better my life for our situation, better my life for them, I knew I needed to go back to school and I chose online and I did it at nighttime because I needed that daytime for them. I needed uninterrupted time for them and chose to, I mean, heck, I could be their bedtime, let's say it was nine o'clock, I could be up anywhere from two o'clock doing homework, taking online tests, that kind of stuff, writing my papers. And there were some nights I didn't get to bed till, till the sun was coming up. So, you know, it's it, it says a lot now that they're older, that I'm not required to be home right away and have more leisure time to myself that my life doesn't revolve around them and their schedule you know i i know everybody listening to this um don't profess uh faith in jesus christ or anything like that but i'll tell you this there are some things in the word that are absolutely true and in proverbs 22 verse 7 it says this the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Say that one more time, Pastor. I'm going to say that again. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And when you talk about work-life balance, this ties up what you said and what Calvin said. When you're too busy trying to live beyond your means today, 
you will become a slave to those who you borrow that money from. So whether that borrower name is Sally Mae, for all of us college folk, or if that borrower is Ford Motor Company, because you've taken out a loan for a car, or that loan, or that borrower, I mean, or that company, the rich that rule over you is called Wells Fargo. Whoever it is, okay. you're working to pay them off so that you can live. We gotta get, I, I remember when I learned what it meant to be financially free and debt free, I hurried up and taught my kids. My daughter, she bought her first car with cash. Why? Because I said, listen, it was when she was in high school and she was a basketball player. And when she got ready to start her junior year, we had the most difficult conversation ever. And I told her, I said, Jean, baby, um, girls are much bigger than what you are now. And so you won't be able to play the post like you've been able to most of your life because you stopped growing. So here's what I need to tell you. You can play basketball and do it for recreational purposes, but the aspirations of being a, a center in college at your height doesn't happen. And so you can take this opportunity to now get a job, make you some money, put you some stuff away, buy you stuff that you like, and then when you get enough money, you can buy your own car. You'll never have a car note. And she listened to me. In her senior year, she was able to buy her a little Acura Legend. Now it wasn't it was it wasn't brand new, but it was it was it was new to her. It was paid That's for. That's all that mattered. She put she put a little sound in there, and she was rolling. That's all that mattered. And that was the beginning that, that Calvin talked about how we don't teach. We don't learn this in school because I didn't learn in school. I learned in a workshop. What would you have learned it in? Economics, home economics? Should have. Yeah. You should have learned, you should have learned it in social, home economics. You should have learned it in home studies. economics or business. One right. of those I, two. I didn't, we, I didn't take business. So I didn't have a business class. I yeah, had we social had studies business and economics. home economics. That was yeah. a requirement in school I went to. Mm. Home economics was a requirement. We didn't have a business economics. Yeah, we have to take. But so, then again, yeah. we're talking about age differences here. This I is mean, true. because that's a, that says a lot, though, Calvin. Because um, do we do we say you're, you're in you're in your thirties? Uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Somewhere around there somewhere between 30 and 40, somewhere. Um, we, we can't, there's such a, a, a difference in what the generations value. And that's, that says a lot that Calvin, and I think that has a lot to do with his, his upbringing and, yeah. and his core family values. But then there's the age group after that and younger that's just all about, you know, gimme, 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 gimme. Right now, 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 now. 
And the music, the music and the culture of music speaks to that. It, it does. It's it's a, a a drastic change in what we grew up with and what kids are growing up with now. Yeah. I mean, the reason why Calvin said living your best life is because it's actually a song that people are playing and they think that's what we're supposed to be doing is living our best right. life. Meanwhile, our kids are, are failing. Right. I mean, you got parents out in the club more than the kids. Our parents out in the club with their kids. Or with, yes. With, with, with their kids. Their ki mm -hmm. With their kids. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let and, me ask you all this again. I'm sorry. So how can someone... Go I'm ahead, Cal. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut up. Go ahead, Eric. I'm gonna shut up. Working at home nowadays, I mean, just with COVID, COVID has forced us to bring work into our homes. And I, I think that has made a shift in things because you're finding out, you know, parents don't work well with young kids at home. They don't work they're not as productive. Um, we, we heard a lot of that. They're uh, working from home, caused a lot of people to be lazy about their attire, you know, <laughs> full suit up top and boxer briefs on the bottom. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, you know, it's brought to life a, a lot of things. Our homes were not meant to be work environments you are correct can you imagine well you don't have to imagine because this is the world in which we live now yes yeah. so so you, you you set up your office in your home and so you got that couch over there that bed back there and what is it just to turn the screen off so that you just got your pitch up and you go lay down right or, or, or better yet, you, you, lunch you, break you, has a whole new meaning. <laughs> or you mute your mic and you turn up the TV so you can watch your show. And hopefully you don't miss when they call out your name to ask you a question. I mean, right. it, I mean, the only the only thing that, that, that the pandemic did not really change was jobs like Calvin's in jobs like in the medical field, mm -hmm. because you still have to have human contact. Contact, yep. And so yeah. you didn't get to work from home as a mortician or a physical therapist or a nurse. No, no, you're, you're going to in front of people. Right. Or if you are in the, the service industry, so you got individuals that, you know, mechanics, and uh, your, your, your grocery store workers, they didn't have the option because they can't, they can't work from home. Right. You're so right. You're so right. So right. Calvin, you had a question. I want to hear this. You had a thought. I forgot what it was. 
So let me ask, all right, here we go. How can, what is a piece of advice that y'all would give somebody on how to balance work and personal life? I, I think if you're, you gotta be able to separate. You gotta be able to separate it. You, you really do. You have to break it down that, and, oh, and I know it's, I know it's hard when you're, when you're working remotely and you're working from, so you, you have to learn to balance. It's a balancing act. Um, you, you can't have more of something else without robbing from someplace. You know, um, I, I told this to be earlier, I feel for the better part of my life as a single parent with three kids and the struggles that I had with finding a job that I, I've always lived, Rob paid Peter, Rob Peter to pay Paul. And I've, I've balanced that way but we were never without. We were never lacking one thing or another. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say we were living above our means, but my kids were provided for. And um, I don't, I don't want to live in, in debt <laughs> and owing and being a, a slave to the lender, as you say, Pastor Ray. So, um, I'm not even gonna lie, I forgot where this question was going. <laughs> Travel here asks, how would we encourage someone? It's it's a balancing act. You have to be able to separate your work from your home life, your home life from a personal life. Um and I say personal because I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I'm in a relationship, but my relationship right now is kind of separate from my home life. Mm -hmm. We've not joined homes. So I have to make sure that I'm giving equal time to both, that I'm not getting so intertwined up in a relationship that I'm neglecting my home. It's a balance. You have to be able to balance the whole separately. I agree. Don't bring um, work home. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, please don't bring work home. Um, I think there are too many examples of when people have brought work home, how it actually ruins the home. So like, for instance, if you have a really hard day and you don't take the time to process that out before getting home, that gets, I mean, that, that infects the whole. It, it affects and infects the whole. So, you know, like if, if you have a drive home, that should be your time to work those things out about your job so that you don't go home beating on the kids and yelling at your wife and kicking the dog or the cat because your boss talked to you crazy today your wife and your kids are not those individuals. They don't work with you. And, and that's why we have to be prepared to come home and give our families the best of us instead of the rest of us. 
Right. I hate, you know, I, I had a relationship once where all this person ever talked about was their job. Their job, 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 This and 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 this. It was always work related, but never once would stop and say, how was your day? Yeah. And I didn't, you know, necessarily always process that right because I kind of felt like here I am I'm forced to hear your woes and your you know your anger and all the issues you have with your job that that's all the conversations ever end up about it's we can't have a normal conversation oh the weather was this and oh did you see that movie yada 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 and no my job and yada 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 my job my job my job my job that very well could have been the reason why me and that person are together to this day but it was just you know if you're not pouring into me how can I pour into you Calvin, when, when Calvin initially asked this question, it made me remember why I have clear boundaries. Um, so everybody knows that I'm a, I'm a full-time pastor. And so I don't bring work home. And, and a lot of people have said, well, how do you not talk to your wife about, I don't, I don't. And here's why. If Calvin and Erica were both members at my church, and let's just say, or members at my church or people that worked on staff with me, if I had a problem with Calvin, I'm not going to tell my wife about that. And the reason why I'm not going to tell her about my problem with Calvin, because my wife don't get to be at work when those issues get resolved. And so whatever I dump on her when I come home from work, she retains that. She has emotions behind that. And so when she comes to worship at church, guess who she's looking at all side-eyed? Calvin. Calvin. Because I've shared with her that Calvin has made my job hard or, or, or whatever. He said something to me. And so now she cannot worship there because she's too busy looking at him like, how dare you say that about my husband? Or how dare you do that? So my wife is in the in the dark regarding issues and affairs concerning church. And honestly, that's the way it should be with everyone's job. Because guess what? When Erica goes to work, and if Erica has issues with some people at work, and she shares that with her mate, when Erica's job has that Christmas party, or that picnic, or whatever, when her significant other goes to that, he remembers, oh, this is the there one. There goes that one. <laughs> there goes that one. <laughs> right. So why, why, why would I want to go to your picnic when all you talk about is the fact that all these people are heathens or they're doing this and that? And so now when I meet whomever that is, you have to have boundaries. And so not just work relationship boundaries, but boundaries so that you're actually able to be who you are supposed to be in the spaces that you're supposed to be in. So when I come home, they get dad. My wife gets her husband. Mm -hmm. I don't come home preaching sermons to, her, to my wife. 
And I leave those, I leave the work at work. I have home for home. And when we go out to play or have a good time or entertainment, those are all separate spaces. People say, Ray, you're not the same person when you go on vacation as you, listen, when I'm in the lobby and on Sunday, I have to be on for all these people. When I'm on a cruise ship, don't nobody know me. <laughs> you ain't got to be nobody but Ray. I ain't got to be nobody but Ray. I'm gonna be chilling. So yeah, right. that's Calvin, that's how I, I would encourage someone to simply have boundaries. Learn how to turn it off. Make make it like a switch. Look at it like a switch. Light on, light off, <laughs> light on. Let out. <laughs> I, I see you thinking, Calvin. Come on. Not to bust anybody bubble. I guess I'm looking at it from an entrepreneur side. Okay. Where I'm not always, I can't cut it off. Because if I cut it off, I have employees who have families who are depending not only on them, but me. So if I'm cutting it off, I'm not, see, I'm single. I don't have any kids. I come home to my house, it's just me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm responsible for 232 people because I have employees who have spouses, who have kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if I'm cutting it off, if I'm not being, because that was another thing that we talked about um, a while ago, about being this boss who people depend on. So if I'm cutting it off, it's hard to step away and say, you know what, I'm home, ain't dealing with this. If I'm not running that, I think it was boss's day we was talking about. And I'm like, okay, if I'm not doing my job correctly, that affects not only me and my business, but my employees, their spouses and their family. So it's kind of, I'm not saying that that can't work for somebody i'm just saying it's kind of hard for that to work for everybody right but i think you i'm sorry no go ahead i was was gonna just say and i think but you you made a clear point though calvin because you're you're not married you're not really responsible but for yourself and your home, but you're responsible for others outside your home. And so your focus is going to be different from like mine and, and Ray's. Ray's because his job, his profession, the path that he's on. And I think mine allows me to be a little more lenient and that, you know, I do have two retired parents, so they I, I sympathize with retirees all day long. <laughs> and know that one day that's gonna be me. And I and I hope that I choose wisely that I'm able to say I'm gonna retire so that I can enjoy more of my life. Yeah. While I still have the chance. think it goes back to planning i heard it said that if you don't 
if you don't uh, learn to plan, you'll wait, 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 wait. If you don't learn to plan, then you'll plan to fail. Yeah, but God always laughs at my plan, don't he? Oh well, yeah, he laughs at our plan. <laughs> he laughs at our plans. We 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 tell him what we gonna do. Oh oh oh, you gonna help Ike? And I you know? and I could say to that is, um, there's never a better time to plan than right now. And the worst plan you can ever make is the one that you don't act on. Yeah. Yeah, I think but we all is- are where we are right now because of a little bit of both, which is good about, you know, us, us talking about work-life balance because there was a time when didn't even care about stuff like this. And I wish, Man, I mean, now... adulting is hard than I'm a- <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. See, Erica, <laughs> you, you, you didn't cross over. Now you didn't cross over because I don't think that was even a thing when we were 18 years old. It wasn't no, it wasn't no adulting. It was, it was get your butt out of my, get your butt out of my house. You think you grown, you smelling yourself. So go out and be grown. You just won't be grown in my house. In my house. Okay. There was no adulting. I mean, it's a whole thing now. No, it's called go get a job. Or go to school and, and start being grown. Best way I can show you how to be grown is to let you go be grown. Let you <laughs> and somewhere else. <laughs> you don't want to respect curfew. you okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's a balanced thing. It's a balanced thing. But, you know, I can always tell stories about how to really enjoy a healthy lifestyle of work-life balance. And you can always do that by following your girl, Motivational Stella. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. Um, I did a motivational Monday last Monday. I'll be trying. I'll be trying to get on that. But Monday's becoming too quick. <laughs> so, you know, you can always follow your girl, Motivational Stella, again, on Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok, Motivational Stella. It took us two seasons to get on board with what Calvin has been doing all along. Where in, in our closing statements, we, we so busy focused on the subject matter that we were presenting that we every time, every time, Erica and Ray, we running behind the school bus because Calvin is driving the bus Calvin has his name up on the screen. Calvin got all of his uh, spots that you can follow him at. And here we are, like, man, he done did it again. Listen, here's my encouragement for you regarding work-life balance. You only got one life. And if you don't manage it well, somebody else will. And so I get it. I mean, 
I have three kids and I had to work. But like I said, when I came home, I needed to be available for them. I cannot just come home. I don't, I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. So I don't come home and just sit on the couch and tell everybody, leave me alone so I can know. The drive home from work for me, I, I use that as my therapy time. So what I listened to helped me to exercise whatever was going on in my head and my heart. So by the time I pulled up in that driveway or in that garage and I walked through that door and my kids were ready for me and my wife was ready for me, I was fully available for them. Whether that means I was going to basketball practice or football practice to be there with my kids or whether me and the, me and the wife had a date night. If you do not manage your life, your time, somebody else will do it for you. And trust me, they don't care about your wife or your kids or even you. How do I get to do all the things that I do? I manage the time that I'm given. And I'm given the same amount of time as you, 24 hours. So take control of your life and then follow me on TikTok, Pastor Ray, P-A-S-T-R underscore Ray, or Facebook, my government name. So you find what you find out what that is. I ain't gonna say it on here. If you if if you want to get at me, you'll get at me. And I'm gonna throw it to my my best man, my brother in Christ the one that is living down under that puts people up under regularly. Ladies love Calvin, Calvin Meadows. Close us out, cuz. Listen, um, this, we talk about a lot of stuff that's all fine and dandy. Um, you, you, if you don't take anything else, you gotta learn how to balance yourself. Um, you know, each one of us is different. Even on this podcast, you see the three of us. You got one of us who are married with kids. You got another one who is not married but have kids. And I'm single with no kids at all. But you have to learn how to balance yourself. Um, that's where it all starts. That you got to put yourself first. Um, you know, I know a lot of people say, and this is just what I believe. They say, you know, they put their kids first, or they put their spouse first, or whatever. You got to put yourself first um, because it does no good for your spouse if you ain't here. It does no good for your kids if you ain't one hundred percent. So you you, you got to put yourself first. That's that's you got to learn how to balance yourself. Um, the rest of that will fall into place. Um, that's that's my thing. I mean, you know, like I said, we said a lot of different things on here tonight, but you got to find out what best works for you, um, and what you put into perspective, and then what is your priority. That's that's what you really got to boil down to. Um, know that each and every one of, one of us love you. We have enjoyed you. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us on this podcast. We hope and pray that something that we said was beneficial to upon your ears. And until I think Monday with Motivational Stella, uh, Motivational Monday, you got Testimony Tuesday with Pastor Ray. And I know I need to start back with Word Wednesday. So um, with it. Until then, know that we love you, we care about you, and then we can do about it. Y'all be good. Pastor Ray, cut it off. Go Rams!